Hello, and welcome to our Biblical Education Series here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. You can find this series and others from our Biblical Education Program available online at onefellowshipumc.org and on the One Fellowship Church podcast. This evening, we are pleased to welcome Rev. Spike Burt, who is leading us through this six-part series on the book of Ephesians. Rev. Burt studied at Beeson Divinity School in Birmingham, Alabama, and currently works at McLennan Community College. This recording has been abbreviated for online distribution. All right, we're going to jump in. So we are at the end of Ephesians, and for those of you that have been here, let's help our sister out with a little review. Uh, what is kind of what I what, what have I proposed as the main theme of Ephesians? Hope. Hope. Okay. So Ephesians, I believe, and I'm very alone on this, but I believe that that Ephesians is really written to express us the idea of hope, the hope that we have as Christians. And Paul says that our hope is all wrapped up in our identity, our identity of being in Christ. And so that means that we are uh, children of God. We are in Baptist language. I come from Baptist side of things. We are saved. Um, we, are the, we are the redeemed saints of Christ. And when we got saved... Uh, Ephesians 2 tells us that we were transferred from uh, out of Christ and placed in the inside of Christ by grace. And so in chapter 1, Paul lays the foundation for the fact that, that being in Christ has very real blessings attached to it. Blessings that we will be fully realized and fully experienced in heaven, but that we can experience now as well. Uh, in chapter 2, he jumps into the foundation of, of hope, and that is the grace of God, how God's grace saved us, how it, how it sanctifies us, how it's leading us towards glory, and how really every aspect of our life is based upon grace. The end of chapter 2 through chapter 3, Paul launches into the effect of hope, and he kind of lays out the, the, the theological groundwork of the effect of hope, and the effect of hope is unity. And so Paul talks about how believers need to have unity because they were both bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus, and the blood of Jesus takes anything that was united and brings it together. And so Paul lays this foundation for why we need to have unity. Uh, chapters 4 and 5 lay out the practical effect of that unity. How do we actually do this? So we all know, last week we had a really good discussion, and two weeks ago we had a really good discussion, uh, about the fact that unity is hard. And, and there, are there are times that even between believers, uh, and sometimes especially between believers, we just don't get along with some of them. And that unity is difficult. And so Paul says, okay, here are some really rich guidelines of what it means to have unity. How are we going to do this? And so he, he lists out a bunch of stuff. And so um, the spiritual gifts he talked about, we talked about that last week, how God gave us spiritual gifts to increase unity and how we are supposed to use these gifts uh, to uplift one another. Um, in chapter 4, he at the end of chapter 4, he lists out these really specific rules that say, basically, quit acting like you did and start acting like Jesus. And so there's really specific stuff like, Hey, if you were a thief, quit stealing, go to work, and give 
extra to other people. Um, he talks about gossiping, how um, you may have been a gossip before you got saved, but now that you met Jesus, you need to start encouraging people instead of nailing them, instead of breaking them down. Um, and then we jumped into uh, the household code stuff. We talked about that last week a lot. Um, and this is the idea that if we are called to have unity in the church, then we need to exemplify that. Come on down. We need to exemplify that unity in our homes. Hey, come on down. Come on, come on, come on. We're just doing a quick review. Okay. So that unity that, that we are called to have in the church, Paul says we're also called to have in our households. And so we talked a lot about this last week. Very tough passage because it covers stuff that, wow, has been really taught wrongly. Uh, so we talked about the relationship of husband and wives and how uh, everyone is called to submit to Jesus. We're called to mutually submit to one another. Uh, we're called to submit to Jesus, which means Jesus is boss. Uh, the husband ain't boss no more. Jesus is boss. Um, and we talked about how, yes, the Bible talks about how women are called to submit to husbands, but husbands are called to submit to their wives. Uh, the same thing with children uh, and parents, parents and children. And then we talked a lot about slavery and how it was very different than what we think of slavery. Still not, not great. Uh, but we ended by talking about how Paul really is throwing a wrench into the system of slavery. And if... And if um, if slavery actually followed what Paul's uh, statements and commands were, if masters and slaves did what he talked about, it would no longer be slavery, it would be the church. Um, and so this week, we're going to get into uh, probably the most uh, well-known and famous passage of all of Ephesians, and that is the armor of God. How many of all have ever heard a sermon or a Bible study on the armor of God? All right, most everybody has heard the armor of God. So let's get into it. Let's read this passage and let's jump in. Verse 10. Nick, can you read for us? Yes, sir. Tend to wear. Keep going. All the way out. All the Fantastic. way. You're loud. Beginning in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, stand therefore 